So growing up, I always wanted to be a teacher. Uh, Ever since I was literally six years old and I saw how well one of my teachers was able to literally teach me how to read, it just sparked a fire in me. And all the way through junior high and high school, I was all about that teacher life and just getting my kids to understand and learn and just, you know, that that whole light bulb moment and everything. And when I went to college and, you know, was preparing to become a teacher and learning all these things, I learned all sorts of things about teaching strategies and classroom management and even, you know, I mean, honestly, a focus of like the basic philosophy behind writing IEPs. But what they didn't go in depth on and what I really, really needed was when I had students in my classroom, how was I supposed to teach the skills that are outlined in the IEPs? Especially if the students are years below and the goals are years below the grade level that I'm supposed to be teaching. Welcome to Reaching Struggling Learners, episode 32. Today, we're going to talk about how we can teach those skills the students need most in order to close those, those big achievement gaps, even when those skills are years below grade level. Jessica Curtis of Teaching Struggling Learners. I'm a boy mom and a veteran teacher. You're listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, where we talk all about helping students succeed academically, socially, and behaviorally. Thank you so much for tuning in. Okay, so guys... (laughs) Being a special education teacher is absolutely no joke. All the paperwork alone is enough to absolutely bury the best, most organized teachers. And unfortunately, sometimes that paperwork just seems to, it takes over. I mean, even the best, most organized teachers that I have known, there are times when that paperwork just takes over that teacher's life. Unfortunately, not just school life, but home life too, with writing those IEPs. Yeah, I've been there. But on the rare occasions that we do, you know, actually get to teach, so many of us are inundated with the demands to teach or reach those grade level skills. But I mean, if we're honest, that is part of the reason that many of our students with special needs are falling further and further and further behind their grade level peers. The vast majority of our students with special needs are lacking or they're weak in their foundational skills, which is directly impacting all the more advanced learning. That's where our goals come from. And I I mean, we will talk about, you know, goals and making goals in a future episode. But for now, let's just talk about how we can teach those foundational skills you know, the things that the goals are based off of, to close those achievement gaps and find time to work on grade level skills at the same time. 
So if you're anything like me, you deal with daily pressure to basically make magic happen for our students with special needs, right? This pressure gets heavier the higher up in grades you go. Now, I wouldn't have believed that before I actually taught high school, but I have taught literally K through 2 and 9 through 12. So I, I, I can really compare and contrast these. And believe me, that pressure really does get heavier the higher up in grade you go. It starts with teaching the students how to read. And I mean, yeah, that's major pressure right there because you know you've got to get that done. But while you're trying to teach these kids how to read, you're also supposed to teach them the more advanced skills, you know, not just the active reading, but comprehension and that comprehension. Oh, my goodness, that just gets so much more complicated every single year to teach them those skills. And here's the thing. Once you get into grade levels where they're doing testing, then you got to test those. You got you got to reach those grade level benchmarks. And, you know, don't you dare forget to teach those students about test-taking strategies, right? But here's the thing. We have goals and IEPs that we have to address, too. Why do we have to address them? Because they directly reflect the, the, the gap in the foundational skills. So special ed teachers are just torn in two different directions all the time. Are you supposed to focus on the grade level skills so that the kids pass the class? Or are you supposed to be working on the foundational skills so that you can close the achievement gap? And so many teachers are having to find a balance between those two. So I'm just going to go ahead and say the thing that shouldn't be said. When we are prioritizing our time, what's more important, meeting grade level benchmarks or filling in the gaps in foundational learning address in the IEP? My absolutely no question response to this is filling in those foundational learning gaps. Fixing the foundational gaps, that most basic level of of learning that they are missing is the only way to actually close the learning gaps between our students and the students who are on grade level. The fact is we have to teach the students how to read and do basic math and all those things so that they can begin to understand those more advanced concepts that are being thrown at them every single day in their gen ed classrooms. But it's only through understanding those basic skills that they're really going to understand the grade level stuff. Okay. Now, I realize that that doesn't fix time constraints. And and the fact is we do, we want our students to move on with their peers to the next grade level. And there's just so many conflicting things. And I mean, the pressure, it just, it honestly, it makes my head hurt. So what are we supposed to do? Obviously, we have to prioritize IEP goals. So here's my suggestion. Whenever you get to see your students, you know, when you're not testing or doing IEPs and IEP meetings and all that, whenever you finally get to see your students, the first five to 15 minutes, depending on how long you have, obviously, needs to be set aside to work on IEP goals. This could include practicing fluency facts, working on letter sounds, phonics skills, whatever 
whatever the the skill is, and maybe even teaching some executive functioning skills, if that's one of your goals, because, you know, we could all use a little more executive functioning, including me. If you have a lesson, I would love to hear it because I need some executive functioning skills. But during that time, that five to 15 minutes, give the student some direct instruction that it's very short, to the point, and that can be really, really helpful then it can be really more helpful than just giving them, you know, practice and just going straight to the grade level stuff. Give them some direct instruction and just a tiny bit of practice to solidify that learning so that it can be generalized. So immediately after that IEP goal time, obviously you're going to have to work on some grade level learning because there's only so many hours in the day. But before you jump right into that, Try to find some way to connect the IEP goal work that you just did to the grade level learning. It's really super easy if you just did like executive functioning stuff because let's face it, most of that can be connected to any other lesson that has to be has to be taught. But like, okay, let's think math. It's can be actually pretty easy in math. Math fact fluency, it connects directly with word problems. Place value connects easily with learning about money or regrouping or, you know, pretty much anything. Finding those connections helps the students to understand and value the goal work that you just did with them, as well as, you know, that helps them to practice the goal skills so that they generalize it, which is it's our goal, right? Our real goal. What we really want for our students is to generalize that foundational skill work, those gaps that we are filling in for them. If they can generalize that, that their grade level work makes more sense, that is exactly what we're trying to do in the long run. Okay, I understand that by prioritizing the IEP goals, we're limiting the amount of time that we can practice grade level skills. I get it. And I know you want to throw a book at me for saying, hey, we got to take some time away from that grade level stuff. But let's be honest here. How much are the students really going to truly understand the grade level work if they don't have the foundational skills they need to build to that level? Yeah, the students can make it work. But is that really as beneficial in the long run as getting to really and truly understand the materials being presented. I'm going to go out on a limb here and give you a example. My husband uh, has, has gotten me a wonderful gift and it is a camera. And it's like a real camera, you know, with the, the lens is separate from the actual camera body or whatever, you know. Obviously, I have some foundational photography skills that are deeply lacking right now. But the reason that he bought me this is because I've been struggling to take photos of products and things that I have made uh, to, to share with other teachers. And it's a beautiful gift. I love it. That's so cool and awesome. But here's the problem. I have to if I really, you know, I'm honest, I need to start taking pictures and start using the photography, the pictures that I take to, you know, move on and do other things because, you know, it, it, 
things have to keep moving forward. I have things, deadlines that I have to meet. Well, okay, that's great, but I have foundational skills that I am deeply lacking in. So when I go to pick up that camera, I am just going to be fiddling around and it's going to be purely trial and error (laughs) for me to try and figure out how to make this camera work to the level that I really need it to. But if someone, my husband, goes back and fills in those foundational skills for me, if he teaches me the stuff you know, the lighting and the, the, I don't, I don't know how to, how to put the lens on the camera. That would be a good start. That would be super awesome. But if he goes back and teaches me those things, then immediately any pictures, it doesn't even matter where he starts. If he just teaches me a little bit of that foundational skills, the pictures that I take are going to immediately be better. The same is true for what we're doing with our students. Any improvement that we make in that foundational learning, that foundational understanding, makes immediate impact on the grade level stuff, on the hard stuff. That's why it's so important that we fill in those gaps and keep filling them in until they're actually at grade level. But here's the thing, we will see improvement if we focus on the right things. If we're just focusing on a middle of the road, the kids don't have the basic skills below it, we're not going to see the phenomenal impact that we could if we drill down to that most basic level of of skill deficit. And I, I mean, honestly, how wonderful would it be If we could have all the time we need, you know, to really close those learning gaps and help students learn that grade level skills and all the everything, there's so many things that we want to do for our students. And someday, I truly hope that special education teachers receive the recognition that they deserve for all the amazing work that they do. While we wait for that day to happen, and no, I am not going to hold my breath on that, but we're still going to, we're going to hope. We're going to have to keep prioritizing our time and figuring out the best way to get as much done as we can. I hope that this was helpful in giving you some ideas on how you can teach the IEP goals, make it fit in with what you're doing, while still helping your students progress on the grade level benchmarks that we know we have to meet. Next week, we're going to talk about how to progress monitor those goals as seamlessly as possible. I hope you turn tune in. Until next time, may your coffee be strong, your lessons powerful, and your classroom calm. Calm.